When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, it's Pacific. Not a lot to talk about this week, so I'll make it quick. First, if you haven't received your April postcard or pins or merchandise yet, don't worry, it's on its way to you. Uh, It was just a little late getting out. Um, But yeah, it's on its way. Uh, And if it's like two weeks after this episode and you still haven't received it, reach out to me on Patreon, please, and I will make sure you get your merch. Uh, Second, our next... Our next merch sign-up will be in July. So if you want uh, one of our exclusive enamel pins for hitting 500 patrons, uh, you want the new postcard design, which is going to be absolutely amazing, uh, or any of the other cool merch that we're offering, sign up between July 1st and July 30th to get all of next month's awesome rewards. More on that, as well as actual designs, very, very soon. And last but certainly not least... I make a lot of podcasts, and this week, if you haven't heard it, I strongly encourage you to check out Margaret's Garden. It's 10 episodes. It's very familiar if you're a fan of SCP. Two agents are sent into a very strange world and have to figure out what the heck is going on, Uh, and there's creatures and astral planes and an astronaut named Pasha that just kind of floats around. Uh, It has been perhaps the coolest show that I've gotten to write and work on uh, and just make in a while. So if you like what I do and you like uh, all of my wonderful actors who help me do what I do, check out Margaret's Garden. It's a ton of fun and it's available free wherever you listen to podcasts. With that all said and done, enjoy this week's episode. Warning. The Foundation database is classified. Unauthorized access will result in detainment. Within this archive, you'll find the procedures, descriptions, and accounts of the most notorious anomalies we've encountered to date. Secure. Contain. Protect. SCP-2030 Object Class Keter Special Containment Procedures Foundation Operated Web Analysis Bot Delta-9 Also known as Laughstop Is to be kept in constant operation and checked for defects twice a week by a Level 2 staff member familiar with its operation. When functional, the bot will search a wide range of file sharing and video streaming websites for SCP-2030 and remove any manifestations discovered. Finding and isolating SCP-2030's point of origin is considered a Delta-level priority. 
Efforts to locate the studio where SCP-2030 is filmed are ongoing. Description. SCP-2030 is an anomalous phenomenon that manifests as a television series. The medium through which SCP-2030 manifests changes depending on the most popular format currently in use. As of 2014, SCP-2030 most commonly inserts itself into automated DVD rental kiosks, file-sharing websites, and paid-on-demand video streaming services. Prior to 2012, SCP-2030 commonly manifested as a DVD set in video rental stores and as VHS tapes prior to 2003. Thus far, no reliable evidence that SCP-2030 manifestations took place prior to the year 1993 have been discovered. However, 38 seasons of programming are known to exist, implying that SCP-2030 has been active to some degree since 1976. The series title typically appears as Laugh is Fun, although variations on this name, such as Laugh is Life or Laugh is Laugh, are not uncommon. The series has no corresponding box art. It mimics art from other television series, often causing viewers to select it, mistaking it for another program. The show is a hidden camera comedy series, showcasing the candid responses of various people to bizarre, disturbing, and often anomalous situations. Episodes usually run between 10 and 12 minutes and feature introductory and closing segments that bookend the hidden camera footage. No episode to date has had an end credit roll. SCP-2030-1 is a presumably human adult male that serves as the show's host, providing introductory and closing commentary, as well as appearing to victims to reveal that they are being filmed for a television series. SCP-2030-1 is invariably shown wearing a royal blue three-piece suit with black and white wingtip shoes. Due to the way in which scenes are filmed, SCP-2030-1 is only seen from the neck down, making identification difficult. It refers to itself as Laffy McLafferson. Individuals appearing on the show often react to the events that they are witnessing with panic or distress, but appear immediately calm upon the appearance of SCP-2030-1. This is true even when the individual in question has sustained significant bodily harm or witnessed a particularly traumatic event. Additionally, most recorded individuals seem to express some degree of familiarity with SCP-2030-1, with some claiming to be fans of the show. Research into whether SCP-2030 uses its viewership as its victim selection pool is ongoing. Episodes follow a particular theme that each prank segment alludes to. SCP-2030-1 introduces these themes at the beginning of each episode in an as-of-yet unidentified film studio while standing atop a bright yellow stage decorated with oversized geometric shapes of various colors. Episode themes vary from the mundane, such as the beach, pets, and candy, to the strange and violent, such as mail fraud, arson, and terrorism. SCP-2030-1 delivers a similar speech at the end of each program to close out the show. At the end of each episode, the camera pulls back and around from SCP-2030-1's stage to show the studio audience, which usually comprises the individuals featured in the episode. During this time, the words, filmed in front of a studio audience, created in partnership with YWTGTHFT, are superimposed over the footage in white text. Research into the identities of the people featured in the show's prank segment has revealed that they are all persons who are officially documented as having died or gone missing in the year they appeared on the program. 
thorough investigations into the deaths of SCP-2030 participants have revealed a number of inconsistencies and contradictions in matters concerning the circumstances of the deaths. Additionally, exhumations of the individual's remains have revealed that all recorded participants' bodies are currently missing. The general consensus among researchers assigned SCP-2030 is that victims are likely abducted after their use in the show, with their disappearances covered up when possible. However, no concrete evidence connecting the individual's death with SCP-2030 besides the show's footage has yet been found. Addendum. The following are examples of pranks featured on the program. Season 24, 2000. Episode theme, Swelling. Individuals involved, Macy Gershom and Kyle Parker, killed by a hit-and-run driver on 0918-2000. Scene description. An elderly woman sits on a park bench, feeding nearby pigeons with seed from a bag. Gershom and Parker, a couple, walk down a park path and approach the woman. Once the two come within approximately 1.5 meters of the elderly woman, a swarm of pigeons fly into the elderly woman's mouth, causing her stomach to become severely engorged and quickly rupture. The couple express great distress at the event until SCP-20301 emerges from the elderly woman's open stomach cavity, at which point Gershman Parker appear relieved. Season 21, 1997. Episode theme, Margaret Thatcher. Individuals involved, Doris Carter, died of ovarian cancer, 02-24-1997. Scene description. Mrs. Carter walks into her kitchen and opens a cabinet door, out of which falls a large mass of flesh. As Carter screams, the mass grows and shapes itself into a severely disproportional facsimile of former Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, Margaret Thatcher, with its head twice as large as its torso. Carter rushes to leave the room, but the Thatcher creature leaps onto her before she can escape. It extends its tongue into the woman's open mouth, and Thatcher faces of various sizes begin appearing across Carter's skin. The faces proceed to recite Thatcher's April 1987 speech on the bombing of Libya in perfect unison. SCP-20301 climbs out of the nearby cupboard and points to the hidden cameras. Mrs. Carter smiles, the creature's tongue still extended down her throat. Season 13, 1989. Episode theme, Squirrels. Individuals involved, Melissa and Travis England. Disappeared. Last seen, 05-12-89. Scene description. Mrs. England lies in a bed next to a male figure, presumably Mr. England. A series of high-pitched squeaking noises are heard. And Mrs. England is awakened. She tells her husband to wake up but he does not respond. She places her hand on his shoulder, but quickly draws it back with a shriek. His skin begins to undulate, as though something is moving underneath. A multitude of squirrels then burst from various places on his body, quickly filling the bed and crawling onto the woman. She rises to leave the room, but SCP-20301 walks in and turns on the light. He's accompanied by Mr. England, who has been skinned from head to foot but gives no indication of feeling any discomfort. All three share a laugh, and the segment ends. Season 14, 
Season 13, 1989. Episode theme, Tracheotomies. Individuals involved, Gary Turman, Lindsay Turman, and their children, died in a vehicular accident on 04-28-89. Scene description. The four sit around a dinner table eating a meal. Mr. Turman begins coughing and gasping for air, as if choking. As the others at the table begin to panic, a pair of slits appear on Turman's throat, allowing him to breathe. These slits quickly become nostrils, which rapidly grow into a full nose, which in turn becomes an entire second head, identical to Turman's original. This second head then sprouts a neck of its own, and the entire process repeats. This continues until 18 necks and heads have sprouted from the original, at which point SCP-20301 steps out from underneath the table. Everyone present erupts in ruckus laughter, including all 19 of Mr. Terman's heads. Season 37, 2013. Episode theme, Cephalopods. Individuals involved, Rebecca Nash, surgeons unidentified, died of complications in child delivery on 11.02.13. Hospital records show no evidence of anomalous activity during birth. Scene Description A team of obstetricians perform a cesarean section procedure on Miss Nash, who is in labor. The team comment on the size of the child's cranium and the amount of hair present on it. Several minutes into the procedure, a doctor makes an exclamation of surprise and drops an instrument on the floor. Muffled vocalizations can be heard in the background. The rest of the staff begin to panic as the head emerges unassisted from Nash, causing her a great deal of pain. The child's head can be seen to resemble that of American television presenter Ryan Seacrest. The child sings, Row, Row, Row Your Boat, in a female voice as it continues to exit the mother. As more of its form emerges, the child can be seen to have the body of a fully grown octopus. Once the child fully exits Nash's body, it continues to sing as another head begins to emerge. Three more children are produced in total, with the heads of celebrities Jack Nicholson, American film actor, Johnny Cash, American singer-songwriter, and Martin Freeman, British film actor, respectively, all with similar octopus bodies. Together, the four sing Row, Row, Row Your Boat in four-part harmony. SCP-2030-1 walks into the room and the show's jingle plays. SCP-2030-1 points to the hidden cameras in the room, prompting obstetricians and Nash to begin laughing. The creatures on Nash's torso begin to sing. Nash then loses consciousness, presumably from blood loss. The following is a typical speech delivered by SCP-20301 during one of the show's closing segments. Season 32, 2008. Episode theme, Printers. What a ride, eh, folks? We've seen printers that eat, eaters that print, and everything in between. Makes you appreciate the old clunker you have back in the office, doesn't it? No, printers may not always work when you want or need them to, but they sure make for some excellent comedy. And that's what we're about here. Comedy. We're here to make you laugh. We hope you laugh. Thank you for laughing with us. That's what we're about here, doesn't it, folks? Come laugh with us again next time. And remember, laugh is fun. Debate and laugh. 
and laugh. Just laugh. We love your big laugh. Make more for laughter as you for laugh. Laugh with us. 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 Note: Video cuts off abruptly, and a black screen is displayed for 30 seconds. Laughter and soft, wet noises can be heard in the background before the program ends. Howdy, hey folks, it's Pacific again, here with a quick ad break. And a quick reminder, if you want to listen to ad-free, consider supporting us at patreon.com slash scp underscore pod. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, back to our show. My brother Ross died a week ago in a freak accident involving a slow loris. Turns out they're related to monkeys and poisonous. Who knew? I never knew Ross was into slow lorises anyway. The doctor said there was a rash of slow loris attacks recently, which is strange because they're kind of like sloths otherwise. Anyway, Ross died, and the whole family gathered for the funeral. Everyone was sad, you know, like you're supposed to be. Ross was never the family favorite, always a bit weird, but whatever, family's family, and he was young. His casket was open. The funeral home really did a great job at cleaning Ross up. Can't believe he's really gone. Are slow lorises even native to Boston? So, yeah... Everyone was kind of in shock, but things picked up for the eulogy, though. I remember it clearly. Ross. He was a sorry sack in time. Life was all the pressure of reform and the purse. Think for a moment about the vittles he led and powerful tacky skin he scored. Was this a man of rage, of ricin by the aliquot? No. Ross knew the buttery encapsulation of a full life— Like, I remember when he and we and they and he all went to the shivering place and there was just too much marshmallow, tallow fat. We all cringed and wailed, but Ross? No sorry, he just split open the pustules and boom, esophageal ulcers for everyone. Oh, that cousin Johnny. Always such a riot. (laughs) By the end of that, we were in stitches. After a speech like that, I could barely keep a straight face as I walked up to the casket took the knife, slashed my wrist, and bled for Ross. (laughs) When I was done, I passed the knife on to Aunt Bridget and looked back at Ross one last time. That's when I noticed something weird. His gut was beginning to expand. I stuck around to watch as this bulge in Ross's belly started busting through his tucks, all purplish and pulsating. In the middle of Uncle Earl's turn to bleed, that growth ruptured, spraying Earl and me and Father O'Reilly and Johnny in a real pale concoction that was like half blood, half pus. Did you know that the spleen is the home of up to half of all the lymphocytes in the body? I didn't. Still don't. Not sure why I said that. 
<laughs> anyway, Ross's spleen ruptured and sprayed us all. A couple of tentacles emerged from Ross's spleen and started grabbing at the metal hinges on the casket and the knife, steel, iron. The tentacles were grabbing anything made of iron and started turning them into tin cans. Ross from the casket, still dead apparently, said, always recycle your iron. Johnny just stared at Ross. He was not expecting this. I mean, who could? We were wondering how we were going to finish bleeding for Ross without the knife when the rest of us started developing pains in our left side. Soon everyone's spleen was rupturing and spraying blood. <laughs> well, that solved the knife problem, even if this was really freaking us out. Everyone except Johnny, who was just standing there, desperately trying to restore order in the whole bloody mess everything had become. He just started prematurely regurgitating his blood and wood pulp into the casket before Livy and Amelia were able to add their blood to the coffin. Ross's spleen tentacles just started slurping up Johnny's slurry like it was a shake or something. Johnny was distraught. There was no way to fill up the casket now. Also, everyone was bleeding out their sides and making a mess of the church. We were all pretty much running around confused. So, I guess that's why no one noticed when this bloody human in a hot London suit and spats rose out of Ross's abdominal cavity. Stepping out of the corpse, the party crasher wiped the blood from his face, and dude, dude, it was that guy from all the shows. You know, that guy. We just had a TV star crash Ross's funeral. He called out, smile and laugh. He reached over to the tabernacle and opened it up to reveal a hidden camera. And then he went over to Aunt Maureen, stuck a finger up her nose and pulled out another camera. Oh my God, we were on a prank show all this time. That's what was going on. We all started laughing. This was way over the top. And you know Ross would have wanted it this way. <laughs> well... Cousin Johnny wasn't laughing. He was just perplexed. He always did have a weird sense of humor, Johnny. He just emitted a loud chittering and left the stage in church. The announcer closed with... Spleen! Storing blood, recycling nutrients, producing lymphocytes, and making laughs! They were associated with melancholy in the past, but they provide nothing but mirth and merriment now. Is there anything that this oft-neglected organ can't do for us? We hope you enjoyed a good deep belly laugh and had a chance to vent your spleen. Vent your laugh. Remember, laugh is fun. <sighs> I had forgotten how fun funerals are. We should have them more often. This episode was made possible thanks to all of our wonderful patrons. This week's new patrons were Ryan Brudu, Victoria Bates, Kitty Kate 55, Nanit, Jesus Guzman, Terrace Nobles, Michael Hunter, CTB, Lizzie B, Drill Press Lobotomy, Jacob Dominguez, Madeline Spencer, Gav, and Charlotte Myers. Thanks, guys. Your support means the world, and it allows us to do what we do. SCP-2030 was written by Pepper's Ghost. Our host and narrator was John Grills. SCP-2030-1 was Eric Kemp. Our tale narrator was Addison Peacock. 
and Agent Anderson was Russell Moore. Sound design was done by Danny Sweet, and our assistant editor is Jesse Hall. Our music is done by the incredible Tom Rory Parsons, and I'm your showrunner, Pacific S. Obadiah. Our producers are Tom Owen and Brad Miska, and this is a bloody disgusting podcast. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.